You're listening to the Teletext R podcast, the internet's best and only podcast about CFAX, Prestel, Videotext, Televideo, and all things Teletext. Matti Ramu has been a journalist with Finland's ULE Teksti for 19 years. Not only has he written and formatted thousands of articles of teletext pages, but somehow he's found the time to be an internationally renowned travel writer. His bicycle journeys through the Himalayas have been a subject of a documentary on ULE television. It's a pleasure to welcome Matty onto the show, and here's his interview with Dan coming right up. Sit back and enjoy the ride. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. With us today on the Teletext Star podcast is Mati Rama, a journalist at Finnish Teletext service, YLE Text. So, hi, Mati. How are you today? Hello. Fine. Fine. It's excellent weather here. Oh, that's good to hear, yes. So, whereabouts in Finland are you? Helsinki? Helsinki, yes. Helsinki. So, it's not snowing where you are because it's quite rainy here in the UK. Right, no, 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 a little snow in the whole winter. It's it's an exceptional winter, actually. And for a cyclist, as I am one, it's it's a good news. It's, it's been a fine winter. <laughs> oh, excellent. Have you been doing much cycling recently? Uh, I cycle something like 200, 300 kilometers every week. Oh, really? Wow. That's quite a lot. I couldn't manage a kilometer a week, <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> I've been to Himalayas uh, in, in 5,000, over 5,000 meters with bicycle. When was that? A long time ago? Uh, no, it's just five years ago. There's a documentary film about that. Oh, yes. Uh, I think you sent me a link to that on Twitter. We'll post a link to that in the episode show notes so people can visit and watch. It okay, is, that's nice. It is in Finnish, isn't it? But I think it's subtitled in English. Is that right? It's in Finnish and there are no titles, but uh, I think uh, you can get into the mood. It's uh, it's cut in very um, rapid progression, and so it doesn't. Uh, of course, you miss the story, uh, but it doesn't really matter so much. You get onto the mood of Indian uh, strange things and uh, how the mountains about. Uh, I, I think it's it's okay even without understanding what I say in in the, in the documentary. Okay, so it's a very visual program then. Right, and there the music is working also on 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 the way to bring on the story. Uh, I had I was very lucky to find the guy who mixed it with good mixed it with a good music. Excellent. So I'm sure everybody out there will go and watch that in a while. But first, do you mind if I ask a few questions about teletext? <laughs> go on. Fantastic. <laughs> What is your own history with Teletext? How did you start working at YLE Text? Actually, I, I was uh, mentally dependent on Teletext even before I got to work here. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I was watching uh, Italian television and Finnish television and the Teletext got into my imagination, especially the Italian way to use graphics and uh, that sort of thing. But I was lucky to get work here 19 years ago. I was a unemployed geographer and uh, I was trying to find my way and I got onto a course 
in 2000, year 2000, and at that time YLEA was preparing for a new era for teletext. Uh, it was planned to have a so-called super teletext that was based on MPH um, technology, uh, the way to to change from an uh, analog analogic television to digital television and at the same time the idea was to get more content on on teletext and uh, uh, for that reason more people were were hired for teletext and I was lucky to be one of those and uh, the pro uh, <clears throat> the project of super teletext uh, itself um, well it it was not a success. The problem was that uh, um, there were not really enough um, receivers, digital uh, MPH digital uh, receivers, to 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 get the new new teletext. The super teletext is something like uh, a red button thing in in, in UK. It, it's not the same technology, but the idea was about the same. That there's a picture. Picture, digital picture, and some text. So, um, from my point of view, that was to think about teletext. That was not a good um, direction at all. That uh, the point of teletext is to have the text as a, as a primary thing, and not to to import um, uh, pictures from outside. That uh, and that uh, failed after a few years. There were only a few few people watching that there only a few receivers were bought there were many problems actually there were not um, financial help from the state as in Italy this MPH technology got through because the government there gave some financial support to have these new new receivers we didn't have that and it, it failed but from my point of view it was a lucky story because I still Remained in Wiley teletext and uh, got to work with, uh, let's say, normal teletext. Even though we have this digital uh, teletext, okay, but it's still the um, old-fashioned uh, outlooks of teletext. Yes, old-fashioned, but just the way we love it. Yeah, but I think the world might not have been ready for super teletext yet. Listening to what you've said, maybe people thought. Graphics weren't needed. Graphics were superfluous when all people wanted was the information. What do you think about that? Do you think that teletext is for text? I think uh, the most important information is the text. All the teletext graphics which you get, I think it's something extra, which, of course, needs its space. And it's a nice thing to have teletext art exhibitions. That's a very nice thing to have. But... uh, uh, I still think it's kind of bonus. The strength of the teletext is, is in its text and uh, and the very compact form of, of of passing information. And especially in these times, in internet, you can get lost so easily and uh, have difficult to find the essential facts, the essential news, the most essential news. In that sense, the traditional teletext is kind of filter of the reality around us, and it gives us a rapid look what is going on 
And then when you have, when you want to find out more about some ideas, subjects and things, then you can go to look for that information elsewhere. I think it's actually quite good how teletext has taken on a new meaning these days. Like you say, everybody's a journalist in these modern times, and you don't know who to trust. So it's good to have a neutral source that delivers the information in just a few lines of text, so you can make your own opinion based on that. And that's needed more than ever in modern society, I would say. I, I totally agree, and uh, to give you the idea how how popular and how how much teletext is still used here in Finland is that uh, you think that we have a population of 5.5 million people, and of that, 1.3 million people uses teletext every week. That's not a bad number at all. Th- that is quite a lot. That's quick calculation there. That's about a fifth of the population, perhaps. <laughs> might use teletext in a week, and that's incredible, isn't it? So on that point, actually, is it still the case that the internet doesn't have 100% coverage in Finland, i.e. not everybody has the internet? And do you think this is one of the reasons why teletext remains popular? Oh, no, I wouldn't say that. That's uh, the, the part of the population who, who, who doesn't use internet is very small, and... Uh, I would say that it's more the most elderly people who don't use internet, and even that number is getting very small. So I wouldn't say that's the reason. It's more that the habit of of, of having a quick look at what is going on. You get your lottery numbers, you get your football results so quickly. It's more than that. It's, it's not the lack of internet which pushes forward people to use teletext. And uh, even uh, it, it, it's getting more popular to use teletext by mobiles. That's a new trend. Yeah. I'm very happy about that. So would you say with the app, you have more coverage of all the age ranges? So you're covering all the younger and middle-aged demographics as well? Well, we have some problems to get people under 20 years old to get to the teletext, but it's not zero. It's it's not zero. I mean, there there are youngsters also using teletext, and I personally think it's most probably because of the sports results, which are so easily and accessible. But the the big bulk of the users, it is uh, starting from the 40 years. Uh, older than that, but even between 20 and 40 years old, we have a con- quite constant number of people still using teletext in the younger generations too. Well, that's fantastic to hear, and we hope that that continues to be the case. So, currently, yourself, um, YLE Text, are showing Teletext Meets Art, which was featured at Ars Electronica in 2019. Now, this is called TART 2020, uh, and it's presented <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, and it's presented on YLE text. You've also shown things like the International Teletext Art Festival and other types of Teletext festivals on YLE. So did you personally have a role in organizing those? And if so, how did you help make them happen? 
Uh, actually, I, I've, I've been the one who, who is putting and who has putting the pages on, on transmission, even in previous exhibitions and now this year also. And uh, uh, I also designed the, the outlooks of, of the exhibition that we have the coverage page for each artist. And that's, that's uh, my design. I think it's a third exhibition. Third start exhibition, big exhibition that I'm organizing on the the practical level here, and uh, I, I always get excited about. And uh, uh, a few years ago, I I had also uh, one of my own pieces of art uh, in the exhibition. This time, uh, since the exhibition has been shown before in in other channels, and there are some. Uh, uh, legal restrictions how the exhibition will be then I'm, I'm not participating in the exhibition itself but uh, I'm planning to have a, as a bonus pages since it is going to start from the page 820 in YLA Teletext this exhibition and it will continue to 831 and I'm thinking of uh, doing uh, two or three page uh, extra bonus contribution where I described the um, teletext graphics used in YLA over the decades, only with a few examples, because there's a one um, uh, great teletext art guru from the 90s, Anina Valius is her name, and uh, I want to, to show what she has done, only with a few works, and then, then put a couple of works of my own to, let's say, an extension of the exhibition itself. Well, that's wonderful to hear. What was her name? Annina Wallius. Ah, okay. It's always great to hear the name of other teletext art gurus. Does she still work at YLE Text, or did she leave? No, no, no. She she was active in the nineties, still in YLA, but she she hasn't uh, she hasn't done um, new works for for ages. She sort of uh, uh, moved to another direction. Uh, with her uh, ideas, but uh, I'm, I'm personally, I'm, I'm, I'm a disciple of her because she has done a massive number of, of, of graphics works for everyday use of teletext and to give some colorful touch to describe the programs and uh, uh, she, and uh, for calendars. My idea is to show uh, her cat calendar on on this. Um, service I'm planning. I think that that's a great idea. Yes, a cat calendar. Wow. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Teletext art. Personally, I, 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 when I came came to YLEA and started to work with teletext and the teletext graphics, I used to watch the screen, teletext screen, for for hours. And you know, when you watch long enough the, tele, the the screen you get the three dimensional you get you go into the pictures the the pictures they start to live their own lives they they bring you to another dimension that's uh, uh, i just love teletext art <laughs> yes i can empathize with that absolutely because sometimes <laughs> sometimes i go to bed with teletext art in my head if i've been working on teletext for a day, I might try and push the pixels around in my head as I'm going to sleep, thinking about making the teletext art. It's a strange thing. <laughs>
It is. It is. Yeah. I love your works too. I, I'm, I'm. I was just watching the what you are going to have in this exhibition, and uh, mm-hmm. I love the shock rate, for example. <laughs> Which one? Sorry. Shock rate. Oh yeah, shock. Yeah. <laughs> Shockrates. Yes, the uh, ancient Greek philosopher. <laughs> Glad to hear that. Glad to hear that. Um, what do you think of some of the other artworks? What do you think of Raquel Myers's? Uh, Rita, oh, she's she's a very nice, uh, nice. Um, she's telling a story. They are kind of novels. She she's telling in 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 the pictures of of this year's exhibition, and even them you can get into these three dimensional things. Although she's using only black and white this year's exhibition. She's one of my favorites, too. Oh, absolutely. The stuff that she's been producing in the last few years, I think it's taken on another dimension. The sort of storytelling that is going on here is something that transcends normal teletext art, I think. This is something that could work in any format, not just teletext. But because it is in teletext, it gives it that extra context for... I don't know, for me personally, it has the connotations of times gone by, of a little bit of nostalgia. I, I, I really love Raquel's work. So, of the other entries in the composition, were there any that you liked? They're all good, though, aren't they? They're all fantastic. They are, um, I, especially I liked uh, the Italian Moro, Moronato. Because I got to see the work he had done in this series for as a whole, I'm kind of sorry to say that the part of his work in this exhibition is not the best one uh, uh, he has done. I don't know. Have you seen the his works uh, uh, of this uh, sky sky story to going to the stars? Because in this exhibition we will show his uh, horoscope. Uh, part of that and personally I think the star story is better it's more colorful more powerful in telling the story so uh, I was a bit um, uh, disappointed that we can't show the star part I think it's due to the uh, legal uh, um, the contractual restrictions we can't do that but I like his touch as I told before, the the Italian way of uh, using graphics in teletext it's it's always fascinated me, especially the the way how the lines are used to give the three dimensional um, touch. It's very simple lines actually. I use it in uh, even the newspaper to put uh, one line there just to give a little bit of three dimensional, and that's that's from Italy. But uh, what else? I Rasanen, you know, Yarko Rasanen. Of course, I like his works. I've always liked him. His works. He has some uh, fascinating way to get this three-dimensional view of, of things. There's one one uh, piece of art in this exhibition um, showing some kind of worms, worms in together, and that that fascinates me a lot. So Yarko's stuff has always fascinated me, actually. He's submitted to, maybe he's submitted to all of the Teletext art festivals as well. So he might be an ever-present name from the ages, I suppose. You might remember his uh, 
great construction of white lines a few years back, you know, very complex line figures. Um, I, I, they were just hypnotical. I don't, I'm not sure. Can, can you remember that kind of thing? I think it was something like 10 or 12 works, all using these white lines going uh, one by uh, you know, be- behind each one and giving this uh, idea of a uh, deep space. I, I that was something which which I just kept on watching and watching. And that was a few years back. There would be also one other thing I would like to, to talk about uh, Finnish teletext because uh, 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 to give you the news that we are renewing the whole system here. Oh, so what does that entail? What does that mean for the future of Finnish teletext? Uh, it, it, it means only the continuity that we are going to continue. The old system which was taken in use uh, 2006, it's getting old in that way that we don't get any more the, the protect uh, the system from cyber attacks. For the security reasons, we have to renew the whole system because they're in this old system we are now using for one or two more weeks. There are some parts which are older than others and we don't get updates for the security system. Therefore, we have to renew the whole system and this a project has been going on for more than a year, and now it's going to happen. It's actually going to happen during this uh, exhibition. And uh, it was a kind of lucky that we can put on the exhibition just before the change, because I still, I'm more <laughs> familiar with the old system, mm-hmm. of course. The new system, uh, I don't think it will change a lot in what looks for the public. But how I work, it will change a lot, and uh, it's not the step to the better. I'm, I'm sorry to say, but we, we had a nice system, a British system. Uh, we still have this one or two more weeks, and, uh, and I'm so sorry that, um, the, that we had cyclone, you know, this soft tail cyclone system, and I'm very fancy of that. It's very handy. And okay. Too bad. Uh, they don't uh, anymore. Uh, so Softel aren't supporting the system anymore, you mean? No, no, that's that's a problem because Softel was sold to a bigger company and uh, that was sold to another more bigger company and, uh, and then there came an even more bigger company who was not anymore interested in, in developing Teletext and that's, that's why we have to give up with the Softel system. Well, that's a shame, that's a shame. That's that's a shame. That's really a shame. But it's good that Teletext will continue to exist in Finland for a good few years, yes. Do you share that optimism? Do you think that'll happen? Do you think Teletext will continue for a good few years yet in Finland? Oh, yes. I'm, I'm very optimistic about it. But, uh, I, I would say that with the renewal of the system, we have... Uh, as a minimum, we have uh, 10 more years to go. And then if 
there's going to be, re- be a renewal of this new system. That's, that's the thing to, to be seen. Well, 10 years, Teletext might still be rolling on in the year 2030. The space year 2030. We'll have hover cars and things like that. And people will still be <laughs> tapping into Teletext on their hologram phones. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm optimistic. Teletext is such a great invention of that time. It was so much uh, in front of the times in the 70s. It was kind of a gift of the gods from the future for the generation of the 70s and 80s. And that's why it's still working fine. Absolutely. I concur. So, Mati, thank right. you very right. much for joining us on the Teletext Star podcast today. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we wrap up? Uh... Keep on going strong on whatever you are doing with Teletext. Uh, and uh, who knows, my, you might get a renew. Who knows? <laughs> in, in, uh... <laughs> Even in UK. <laughs> yes, yes. We're going to continue campaigning for that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Matty. And we'll speak to you again soon. Thank you. Okay. Cheers. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Teletext R podcast. Matty has kindly agreed to join us again at some point in the future. I did intend to ask him more about his cycling exploits, but I guess that can wait until next time, eh? As for the next episode of the Teletext R podcast, we'll be taking a closer look at TFAX in the media, so please do tune in for that. In the meantime, if you'd like to contact us, we do have a Twitter account. That is at TeletextR. Oh wait, I believe somebody is here to confirm that. Contact us on Twitter, Carl Loss, at that underscore other underscore Carl, or Dan, at Hilarate, that is I-L-L-A-R-E-T-E. Or follow the show, at TeletextR. Um, yes, thank you very much. To repeat that, my own personal Twitter is at Illartret. That's I-L-L-A-R-T-E-R-A-T-E. And that's it from us this episode. Don't forget to tune in to Tart 2020, Teletext Art 2020, on YLE Text. You can find links to everything at teletextart.co.uk.